0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, now. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, 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 man.
1: Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Caught. Touchdown to Cordy, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in.
0: Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread!
1: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Uh. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on? It is a Wednesday. I am back in the house with your host, Derek Oakley, right here. On the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We're talking all things Detroit Lions. And, and and we always drink it in here on the show. Drink it in, man. Uh... I, I got a big glass of Detroit Kool-Aid uh, right next to me. I'm ready to go. And we got the OG back in the house. The original here on the show. My host for over a couple years here on the podcast. The one and only. I call him Grifka. He's known by at Grifka DKC. Yet on his solo shows, he calls himself Griff. Grifka. How you doing this week, buddy? Oh,
0: man, I'm still getting over my food coma, man, having so many chicken wings watching the Super Bowl. There's gosh, I just kept there's one of those things where I just kept grazing and I'm finally getting over it.
1: (laughs) Grifka, everybody that listens to the show knows you eat chili. You always say how chilly it is outside because you love giving weather reports. And you know that Mike McCarthy is the one that eats chicken wings, not you. So, I mean, let's get our gimmicks right right off the top here. (laughs)
0: yeah there was chicken wings there man had to partake in it
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna talk a lot of lions me and you back together here on the show the people love hearing us banter back and forth they love the griffka gimmicks they love the uh sound bits and all this detroit lions talk the lions are like the talk of the nfl right now so we'll get into all the main topics uh bouncy ideas off each other but before we do that what'd you think of this super bowl man Uh, went down between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs I mean the greatest of all time Tom Brady gets another super bowl what'd you think about this ball game um
0: I was very happy that Tom Brady won you know I'm a big Michigan fan big Tom Brady fan I know a lot of people out there hate him because for all the success that he had in New England and was a deflate game whatever but you know I was very happy he won um Seem to be a couple questionable calls in that game here and there, but uh, I like to say to that is uh, you know, it happens, and uh, people are have been seeing the stuff where people complaining it was rigged, the NFL wanted Tom Brady to win, and uh, I, I. can't understand why he's already won so much it's not like he was riding out on on his white horse you know retiring he never said he was doing that so I can't see why the NFL would want this game particularly rigged because they really love Kansas City as well so but other than that it was a very enjoyable game to watch he had a good time watching it
1: Grifka, I'm really surprised you'd bring up the refs. I mean, that's something you've never mentioned on the show, how the refs can impact a game. I mean, you may have mentioned once or twice, like, some teams that the NFL loves. I mean, is is that something you think came into play here? Because I heard you complaining to me about some of these calls, and I said... Uh, You know, Tom Brady deserves these calls, and I didn't think they were that egregious. I mean, a couple might have been over the head. But, I mean, what are some teams, like maybe when the Lions are playing, that that might get some ref calls that, uh, I don't know, do this to us? That
0: drives me freaking bonkers. (laughs) Yeah, see, it's one of those things, like even like week six, you know, it doesn't matter. It seems like whoever the Lions play when they're playing like the Cowboys or the Giants or the Packers or the Steelers. You know, speaking of which, they do play in Pittsburgh next year, so be ready for Lions fans. Be ready to see a lot of hankies go against you there. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the teams that continually get calls against Detroit
1: those will be some terrible towels when they're they're all over the field against the lions but i i i thought the game was was tight early you know the the calls were somewhat impacting it i was just waiting for mahomes to get going and he just never did i mean running for his life got torn apart by that tampa bay d tom brady was sharp early and then he just kind of coasted late i mean it was a it was a straight up beatdown to be honest and and wait griffka i want to I want to give you credit here early on the show. I mean, you're, you're basically, well, what's the opposite of undefeated, Grifka? I mean, we always do the, the sound bit, the Lavar ball, I never lost. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> never <won. laughs> y- y- you've never won against me in anything. I mean, talk about washers, talk about draft knowledge, talk about comedy here on the show. I mean, you're always coming in second, if, if that. I mean, Grifka, you beat me in the Super Bowl prop bets. I mean, you had a good percentage right, which I don't know how, probably because it's completely random and takes no bit of knowledge, intelligence, smarts whatsoever. You're basically just picking people like the person that always wins the brackets every year has no clue what's going on with college hoops but but congratulations you you beat me you did skip about four or five questions on the sheet i sent you i don't know if those eyes are working the way they should be in your old age but you you did get a w so congratulations you are now off the schneid you have now beat Oakery in something congratulations buddy
0: that's my one that's my one that's all i gotta brag about it's like little giants just one time that's all i need just one time I'll ride Spe- that Laurel a long time.
1: Speaking of one, guy, I've got a new great sound bite I love. It comes from the one and only Benny Blades. One road One road One road <laughs> What's better than that, that or the Benny Blades new pay window drop that I got? Going to the pay one! Going on to
0: the pay one! <laughs> what do you think? I love those! <laughs> those are great, man. It's like one project, like one of those things. That I would totally get anybody hyped up to hear that if one she ended a speech with that.
1: Just just. just I mean, get that would be like one circle. of those things that's
0: like if you're like stuck at a traffic light or something like that or like it turns red and you're behind somebody, just shout that out the window and that'll get what the word? person to jump to get going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now those are both good, but, but this I'm still tweaking this one a little bit, but this might be my new favorite Again, I've ragged on this show in the past—the the '97 the one with the negative guy that never h- hates all of our teams. But the thing that always makes me laugh when I listen to this show is this: Everybody, <laughs> everybody's That's that's the Roberto laugh, Griff. So if you ever say anything funny, I might be able to drop it on you. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's in. <involved. laughs> Is that awesome or what? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Every time the guy laughs, I just die laughing, even if it's not funny, because that's one of the top ten laughs of all time. No doubt about it. So uh, we'll have that to use on the show now as well. So, all right, man. Super Bowl's done. The Lions had a horrible season. We've broomed out all the bum skis that I tried to, uh, you know, back for the last couple years and that you, you know, just were done with before I was we've cleaned house we traded the quarterback which is incredible whoever thought we'd see that day that Matt Stafford got dealt and we got a boatload of picks and, and a and a quarterback for him so Grifka here's my first question to you and, and don't put the people to sleep like let's let's bring some knowledge let's let's entertain them I want a strong take on where you at with the new Detroit Lions regime I'm talking Brad Holmes. I'm talking John Dorsey, Chris Spielman, the guy that you said was a, a better Jelani Tavai, I believe is how you phrased it here on the show. Or maybe I got that wrong. Maybe you called Jelani Tavai a poor man's Chris Spielman, one of your worst takes ever here on the show. And uh, Yeah, we'll live we'll, that
0: down. I'll never <laughs> live that one down.
1: <laughs> and what, what, what else do we got? We got... We, we got a new coach. His name's Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell. I mean, it, it, there's just not much more to say. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. Exactly, Dan Campbell. That's going to be the mentality. Grifco, we got a badass as a head coach. We got a, former, a bunch of former players. We could whoop anybody in seven on seven. We got Dan Campbell. Campbell, he's tired of this bleep. We've got Holmes making trades, left, right, and center, ready to rock and roll come free agency and draft day. Griffka, how are you feeling about this regime right now? And before you answer, drink it in. uh... Go ahead. This regime, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but this is like the
0: first time you see these stories where other coaches are turning down offers from other teams to come to Detroit. I mean, it's happened with a few of the different coaches here. And then picking up Mark Brunel, um, I don't believe he's ever been a position coach in the pros or, or something like that. I mean, it wasn't, they just what they got Antoine Randall L now to be the wide receivers coach. And he, he was an assistant coach at his last job, but never a position coach. So it's, they're getting guys that, you know, have played it. Then they're, they're going to know what the, the schemes are of today and how to defeat them, you know, what they need to do to defeat it, either on the defense or offense. So I'm really surprised. I think this got to be one of the best regimes that the Lions have had since I've been a fan. I mean, they've always had some teams like those years, like with Wayne Fonts. I don't know how great the coaching staff was. Um, They had some good coaches, but they had a little more talent here and there. I mean, obviously had Barry Sanders or more. But this has to probably be one of the best coaching total coaches coaching staffs i've seen here in detroit in an awful long time and i'm really happy to see and i'm really happy to see what this team can do with that with the leadership
1: now griff you said happy you said you're a little bit excited the people want to know are you stoked are you stoked about this or not oh yeah i'm stoked
0: I am stoked for this. I'm I, like I said, can't wait to I'm hoping to have some offseason mini camps just to see some of the video coming out and some of the other stories away. The way these coaches interact with the players on the team and seeing if it's different. And I'm sure uh, it's going to be a complete total change from the old Matt Pat, you know, my way or the highway. I'm not saying it's going to be a democracy or anything like that, but I think these guys are going to respect these coaches a lot more and they did, you know, Bluto out there telling them to run laps if they drop a ball. But it's like, yo, Bluto, if you drop your meatball sub, are you going to run a lap? you probably be, you know, breathing heavy, bending over, picking up the the meatball you lost there, buddy.
1: <laughs> Grifko, you want to know how Benny Blades feel about this regime?
0: Yes. Yes, I do.
1: One pride! One pride! One pride! Exactly, Benny Blades. One pride right now. So... All right, you had some interesting thoughts there, Grifka. I mean, I'm on board with the staff. I got to wait and see who Brad Holmes picks. I really think he's got some juice. He's got some moxie. The fact that he just kind of said, all right, staffer, you want to go? We'll move you and and moved him to his former team, but didn't take some – bob quinn discount like oh you can have matt stafford for a fourth round pick and whatever else bob quinn would have got he went out and got two ones a three and and a capable quarterback so i like what he's bringing obviously i like my man dan campbell i mean because he just he just had enough of it you've had enough of that like i i like what he's bringing now i'm cautioning everybody that like anytime something's new it's it feels better or it's it's exciting so we got that going for us you still have to win on sundays they still have to put together a good plan throughout this off season build kind of the bricks of this team and, and get it going in the right direction but i'm just excited to see something new at the quarterback position on defense and on offense and grifka we're hopefully no longer going to be a laughing stock of the nfl Anybody,
0: everybody's
1: <laughs> That won't be opposing (laughs) defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators. That won't be other franchises when they look at the Detroit Lions. So I'm fired up about that. So, yeah, I like the new regime. I obviously still want to see W's and I want to see this continue to progress. But so far, so far. So good, in my opinion, in regards to pumping new life into this team. You didn't even mention Deuce Staley, one of my favorite coaching hires, going to get DeAndre Swizzle sticks going, as well as, like I say, just all these former players, guys that seem positive, yet hard-nosed. They're new, they're different, they're not, you know, the old uh, Patriot way. I mean, we heard a lot of things coming out, even about Tom Brady, about how it's just like, so hard there for the time nobody could do what he did for all those years there so it just didn't work and now we're turning a new page and I'm excited about it so Grifka my next question to you is your free agent approach you know I just looked we're only the free agency starts right in the middle of March there before you know it they're gonna have to make a decision on Kenny Galladay franchise tag or not what would your free agent approach be in some broad strokes? Are you going and taking a couple big swings? Are you trying to make a few sneaky trades? Are you sitting on your ass and doing nothing? Um, what would at Griff could DKC on Twitter do if he was in Brad Holmes's seat as we head towards and into free agency?
0: I would I would love to see a couple big swings, but I think they're gonna have to rework some cap space to be able to do that to go on and get some guys. This is, I think some of the free agents are if the real high-end ones, the ones that we would be looking at where you might not have to overpay them to come to Detroit. They might take a wait and see on this team as well. I mean, it can, you know, there's still a lot of people out there. still a lot of, I mean, you've, you've heard of the talking heads, you know, new coach, but it's kind of still the same old line. Still kind of laughing stock after, after the Dan Campbell, you know, interview, you know? So I think some of the major free agents will, will do that as well, but, um, me and you have talked about it you know we we both like you know when they take big swings but there's team has too many holes to go on spend on real high high level guys so this is going to be one of those things where you know Aaron Glenn and um, Anthony Lynn are going to have to figure out what type of scheme they're looking to run and find some of those middle of the road guys trying to prove a little something to come in here and maybe get those guys on the cheap that's probably the way they're going to have to go this year with that simply because like I said, I don't think a lot of high-end guys are are still going to come here to Detroit, even with the new coo- coaching staff that they have here.
1: Grifka, I heard everything you said. I really did. I didn't sleep through that take like I've been known to do in the past. But I did hear. Did you say the word "laughing stock" somewhere in there?
0: Yes, yes, I did. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's in. The world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, l- let me follow up on that because, again, like, like normal on the show, this is where we disagree. It sounds like you're, you know, coming in guns a-blazing. You're wanting to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, I mean, I think this is a really prudent year where where Holmes needs to be smart. You can't be going and taking the, quote, unquote, big swings like you said. Now, do I want to do nothing? No. Do I want him to bring in a bunch of Saints, Rams, guys that can't play like we've seen so many times? No. But would I love him just to trade down in the draft? Imagine that and acquire more picks, something that Bob Quinn and many other GMs here for the Lions have never done. Absolutely. Would I would I love to see him make a couple sneaky mid-level guys that are like on the come up in that 23, 24, 25-year-old range? give them that nice deal, see what they got for two or three years that could really become boom selections rather than trade for aging guys when we're trying to revamp this roster. And I think they have a great opportunity to do so. I mean, the we'll get to Jared Goff in a bit when it comes to his contract number, but to me, you know, if he plays more than serviceable and you surround him with defense and offensive skill players, this is the time where you can totally – Reset yourself up for the future and get a, a real nasty team when you're talking about draft picks, young free agent signings, even like I said, mid-level guys that are about ready to blow up. You just have to be able to find them. If you can do some of that, I think that then one to two years from now is when you take the quote unquote big swings. Then is when you really go deep for a guy that might get you over the hump. I don't know that they're there now, but I guarantee they could put an exciting product on both sides of the football in the next year or two. And then something that we're like, wow, look at how much they've changed our defense offense. All of our skill players are looking sharp. Now we add that, that young quarterback in the draft and then they can get rolling. So that kind of be my approach is don't go crazy here in free agency, but you know, depending on where they're at money wise, you know, you could, you could make a couple, um, Big quote unquote moves, but have them be mid dollars, which would which would be better for the team than to, to go out and and sign a big receiver for huge money or um, whatever. Where are you at? We've talked about it a million times. I mean, where are you at with Kenny? You mentioned on your solo show, so I don't want to hear the whole repeat. But where are you at with that, or where do you think they're at with it?
0: They, you know, obviously did the contract offer what the sixteen mil a year, and he turned it down. At Hold this on. point with him, I'm just.
1: uh. Hold on, Griffka DKC. This is where you got to, you know, you can find him on Twitter. He'll never respond to you, but this is where you got to pay attention on Twitter, Grifka, because that came across and it kept saying at Jeff Risden, which is he's a great, uh, you know, not only reporter, but just a, he's on some podcasts as well, and it had his name attached, but. What I saw was later that that was more in reference to previous that Bob Quinn and company had offered him 16 plus million on a contract and he said no. So I don't know if that that was current inf- information or not. It didn't appear to be. So, you know, we just got to get that straight that I don't know. They've given him that in the last few weeks or anything. That was just previously done. So,
0: oh, OK. So anyways, at that price, I'd still um, if he's not taking that, I'd let him walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm i there with you on this one more so because Kenny's not the youngest receiver, even though he's continued to to play well every time he's been in the Lions uniform. He could go somewhere else. Word I heard was Baltimore, you know, maybe a team on the West Coast and, and, and you know, be a great number two or be a great, you know, baller for one of those teams. He's obviously confident in himself, but... I think they should move on from him because by the time, you know, your team is good enough around him for him to make a difference, he's 28, 29, 30. And, and you know what I really want, Grifka, for receivers? I figured this out a couple weeks ago. Like the the NFL, the last few years, it's probably been five, six years now where the Lions, maybe even longer, where they just had big body catchers, chain movers, touchdown scores. We never had the, the water bug or the route runner or the speed guy. I mean, I want some little receivers that can just work cornerbacks and can make, I don't know, maybe a touchdown that's more than, you know, a 10 yard slant inside the inside the red zone. I, I want some guys that next thing you blink, they're 10 yards behind the defense running free. So that's what I love to see. Like Let Kenny go free agency in the draft. Get me get me a slot guy that's unguardable. Get me a speed guy up over the top. And then get me a, a, a bigger type guy if you want to do that. Get get me those three type of players, whatever Brad Holmes thinks is good, and I think that'd be better than one Kenny Galladay, Quintes, and, and another you know ho hum guy.
0: Yeah, they're not. I don't think you're going to want to do all that in one draft. So they might have to go get one of those wide receivers out of free agency, something like that, or you know maybe take a couple guys like that.
1: Yeah, I I think. If they attack receiver that we're going to be real excited looking at our wideouts, young, exciting, tight end, your favorite player, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift in the backfield, as well as see what Jared Goff has. So, Grifka, let's go ahead and take our commercial break. Let's get our great sponsors in here. And then I want to come back and talk about Jared Goff, your draft approach. What we're going to make is this team's foundation. I mean, I've got other questions as well. We'll get all into it in a little bit of rapid fire here on the back half of the show. So everybody, we'll be right back. You ready?
0: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later?
1: Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because
0: I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakery of the Detroit Kool Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today. I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes, he mentions it multiple times in the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play the soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's It's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid Drinkers, what's going on, everybody? We're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Appreciate that. They always uh, help us keep the lights on, keep this show rolling, as well as please check out my other podcast, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions myself, and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades, one of Grifka's all-time favorite Lions, Uh, just a great dude across the board. So, Grifka, we got to go a little more rapid fire. We got on some tangents, which we've been known to do here on the show, but people want to hear your opinion, kind of. And they want to hear what I got to say about the Detroit Lions, and we got so much to get into. So, let's talk about the new Lions quarterback, former number one overall pick. The guy makes twenty five to twenty eight million. He was picked number one for a reason. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's won multiple playoff games. He's got similar stats to number nine, Matt Stafford, everybody's favorite golden boy here in the city. Well, Again, you gave some thoughts on Jared Goff, but I'm here to press you on this. Can Jared Goff play not only this year, but next year? And can we maybe see a guy come here motivated where we're like looking at ourselves midseason going like it's not a huge difference between what nine gave us, especially while we're trying to rebuild this team? Or do you think it's just going to be a complete albatross on the money? He's going to be a turnover machine. I mean, give us a strong opinion I don't want any ho-hum, mm, I'm not sure, I'm not quite for sure. Where are you at right now in February with the new Lions quarterback? Number 16, Jared Goff.
0: Okay. Well, first off, one pride.
1: Hold oh, on. You're gonna drop pride. I got <laughs> to get go. to it. <laughs> <laughs> there,
0: um, I think... Brad Holmes knows what he has in him and he wanted him and everybody's like, he wasn't just a throw in. So I think he's going to come to a system that tailors towards him. I I know you don't like him and you bashed on him and you said he sucks, but I don't want to say Ryan Tannehill esque, I guess is what I'm kind of going here for. Um, that offense that Tannehill runs in Tennessee fits what he can do. And that's what I think they're going to do with Jared Goff here. Um, they're going to, he's going to, he's going to fit the system that they're looking to run. Anthony Lynn wants to run the ball more. And I think they're going to try to get the running game to do that. So it sets up the play action, roll out Jared Goff, get him out of the pocket a little more. Now, Jared Goff's not a scrambler by any stretch of the imagination. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he can move a tiny bit, not a whole lot, but some, but I think he's, I think he's going to be fine here. I don't envision him as a stopgap. Simply because Brad Holmes knows what he can do and they're, they brought him in here for a reason, not just to take the albatross, you know, contract. It's not going to be that, and they're gonna they're going to tailor this offense to what he can do to make this team successful. And they're gonna find the right, like you said, wide receivers, uh, uh, another running back to go with uh, Swift, because he's obviously not going to be able to carry the ball, you know, forty times a game. So they're gonna that's what they're gonna do, and that's what they're gonna look to do with Goff.
1: Okay, well, Grifka. First of all, you comparing Jared Goff to Ryan Tannehill was simply this. For me to poop on. <laughs> That's what I think <laughs> of that take. That's what I think of that take. Now, now the rest of what here's here's one good thing you said. Here's something that I I I declare. I mean that that, that you were right on. I do declare. I do declare. Now I'm done. Rack me. <laughs> I I declare that you're right because the biggest linchpin to all of this, and this is what people are missing. People are just looking at, uh, and again, you're, you're guilty of it. I'm sure I'm guilty of it on the show. Sometimes, even though I try to look to the future is like, people are only focusing on this last year with Jared Goff that he was not very good he wasn't that um, um... Well,
0: he not that great last
1: year <laughs> he wasn't that great but that was this last year before that he had really good numbers he led his team even if he had a better defense better run I, I don't care about all that I mean you said something about it. he had a great offensive line last time I checked LA Rams don't have as good an offensive line as the young up-and-coming Detroit Lions do at this point but the point you made that I agree with is that Brad Holmes was the guy that said, I would trade up to go get Jared Goff. And they gave up a boatload to do so. So regardless of like how he's played in this last season or what you think about him overall, Brad Holmes likes this guy. Brad Holmes sees something in this guy. Brad Holmes was probably really glad to get Jared Goff as almost a throw in. As a player that was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I guess we'll take him, uh, but we'll need another first from you." Which, of course, the LA Rams were like, "Oh sure, first round pick, go ahead, take another one. We don't care, idiots." Uh, <laughs> and, and Brad Holmes is probably <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank because he's, I mean, I mean, he was probably just, just absolutely laughing at the Rams. Everybody, everybody's in. The- <laughs> When they made the trade because he's like, okay, now I got two ones from these knuckleheads. I got a third and I got my boy at quarterback for at least a year, probably two. I can get my quarterback anytime I want now in the draft or otherwise. I can wait out a year and get my like freebie year, which will be 2021 to do where the hell I want and not get held uh, hostage. And I'll also not go in the tank. He pretty much knows we're not going to just like lose 10 games straight with golf and all the other weapons we have on offense. So it's just a tremendous move. And if it was any other GM, I'd probably be questioning it more, but because it's Holmes who knows this guy likes this guy, he's going to have a plan for him. As you mentioned, I, I think it's just such a strategic, good move. The more I've thought about it, the more I like it. Am I saying Jared Goff's going to put up MVP numbers and come in here and just light up the sky yardage and touchdown wise? No. But do I think come here and, and run the offense, make throws, score touchdowns, and like I say, be Matt Stafford light? Yeah, I do. I think he's got all those talents and abilities. He got taken number one for a reason. And he's got the same type of personality. So, I think for the next year or two, we're going to have a guy that people are going to accept and take to because he's going to be similar to Matt Stafford. He ain't going to say anything in the media. He's going to do just enough to win and lose your games. And in the meantime, hopefully, we're building a juggernaut of a roster. So. I'm fired up about Jared Goff. You can't tell. I really hope that they uh, make this work. And I'm totally cool with however they want to attack the quarterback now. You get it this year, next year, two years from now. I don't care. I feel like all options are open, which I love, as you know, in the draft. So speaking of the NFL draft, Grifka, I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, there's only one way to talk about it here on the show. Hit that music. Griffka, I'm here to ask you, this is very dangerous, people do not try this at home. Griffka, what is your draft approach as we sit here in early February? Where are you going? What are you thinking at seven? Give it to me.
0: Defense, defense, defense.
1: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> so, um... Of course, they need help up front. They need help at the linebacking core. So you're looking at Micah Parsons. He could still be there. Greg Russo out of Miami. He'd be another one. Quiddie Pay's getting a lot of love, but I don't think he's good enough to be at number seven. And I'm not quite for sure how I even feel on Quiddie Pay at this point. But uh, those would be the guys I'd be looking at. Um, If they're able to trade down, maybe Um, the other defensive end out of Miami, you know, Jalen Phillips, you know, somebody like that. So that's, uh, that's what I'd be looking at defense defense defense
1: griff are you trying to butter up are you trying to snuggle up next to benny blades with all these canes that you're talking about here on the show is that what you're well, trying to do one pride <laughs> I, I mean now you're using a sound bitch you're talking about his flares i mean come on now one pride. one pride. griff <laughs> Let, let, let me give you the Oakery draft strategy. That's the people pay for here on the show. And that's to hear my draft expertise. Now, Grifka, I put it out on Twitter. You can find me at Derek Oakery That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. And you know I put out the mock draft Monday. For the people, but also so Grifka can write it down on his little 3x5 card. That way he can tell me, I told you so, later when, when all these guys are good. And he's like, oh, I knew I knew it. When really, he just read off the names that I put up on the thing. But Grifka, I wanted to see what would happen if they took Jalen Waddle. Because this is what I'm hearing. Speedy receiver, you know, just can, can outrun people. Like I just said, a guy that we've never had on this team. So at number seven for the Detroit Lions... The Detroit Lions select the Oakry Detroit Lions select. Jalen Waddle out of Alabama at seven. At number 39 in the second round, I took Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle beast from Alabama. So I got two Alabama guys uh, to start off my draft. In the third round, Grifka, I made Benny Blades happy and I took Brevin Jordan from... And that's right, Grifka, that's a tight end, but I got him in the third round, so you can't bitch about it forever. <laughs> it, 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 in the fourth round, I took something that you also won't complain about, because I got myself a pass rusher, Patrick Jones II out of Pittsburgh. This guy was at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he had some ups and downs, whatever it may be, but Patrick Jones looks the part in the uniform. I still don't know if they're going to want edge rushers like linebackers or if they're going to want those big ends. But Patrick Jones to me seemed like a ball player. And then at 111, I was able to get uh, Monty Rice, uh, the uh, linebacker out of Georgia. I felt like he's got some traits, some ability. And then with 150. I took Cooper, or Jonathan Cooper, the edge out of Ohio State. There was a lot of guys I was considering there, and I was just like, let me get another edge rusher because I'm probably going to have to let O'Kara walk unless he gives me a discount. So, there it is, Grifsky. There's the Okri mock draft. So, I, I, I'm i against the quarterback. I got to say, with Jared Goff, I feel like, unless you absolutely love Trey Lance or or you love Justin Fields, which I know you are a hater. Uh, like I feel like they they might want to bypass it unless they just have to have one of those guys.
0: Yeah, I'm. I think we might talk about this on the Friday show. Uh, hint hint. That um we we <laughs> might talk about that on uh, Jared Goff first drafting a quarterback. I think I kind of want to bring that up on uh, talk about okay. that on the later show. Uh, hint hint. Okay. So um. But, we'll, uh, we'll,
1: we'll get into it. I got some strong opinions, but like I said, I I feel like we got to be prepared for Jalen Waddle because a lot of people are like, I don't want a little receiver, I don't want a speed guy, whatever. But I watched so the are, tape wait, on this guy, guess, and are you he's, for he's crazy. Waddle to
0: run? Are you looking for Jalen Waddle to be on the outside? Or are you looking? Would you use him on the inside?
1: Cut. I mean, this, this guy is just, it doesn't matter where you put him. Like every time I watched him, all he did was catch the ball and then just run away from defenses. And then when you, when he wasn't catching underneath, he was just running past guys. Like I never seen, I mean, this guy's gotta be in the like, you know, low four, fours, four, three top end speed. I mean, that game changing type Ty, Tyreek Hill type quality from this kid. I mean, he's, he's something. And that's the thing, like, that's what I'm saying, is we're used to the outside 6'2", 210-pound receiver here in Detroit. I mean, your outside guy in the new game can be a little guy that just has crazy speed, and this guy's tough after the catch, too. He will run you over. He'll he'll run past you. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much on board with him, even though I don't love it at 7. I love a trade down. Like, I the more I heard it, the more I'm like, all right, let me watch him, and I was like, okay, let me let the people get ready in case that is the pick and say – even if you don't love a receiver that high, it's a like receiver we've never had before, and it's a guy that could be a game changer on this new team that Brad Holmes is building. So, I'm I'm pretty much on board. I still got some research to do on him, but that that's my mock for the week. I thought I'd throw it out there. So, Grifka, let's we got to do some rapid fire. We got some more stuff to get through. So, I I put team foundation here on my sheet just to sort of ask you like. Where are you at with the team's foundation now? And do you think by the end of the offseason, we'll be looking at the squad going, man, it was a tire fire? There you go, Matt Derry for Lockdown Lions. I got that in here on another show. Uh, absolute tire fire on this defense and this whole team this past year. What about? what about in the off season? Once it's done, do you think we'll be looking at it going, man, I I like this foundation they've laid with our, our players. We already like Swift, Hawk, you know, the quarterback, maybe we've got uh, offensive line, you know, things like that. And then a couple pieces on defense. Do you think we'll be excited about the foundation or you think we'll be going into the season going, ah, you know, still quite a ways away from what we're looking for as far as core blue chip players.
0: I think offense-wise, I think we'll be happy with the foundation, um, especially with the offensive line. I think that's probably going to be the uh, – probably the real leaders of this offense. I mean, Jared Goff's first year, you know, it's, I mean, players talk, so there's going to be a little bit of, um, you know, probably rumor, innuendo, innuendo with, you know, what, what happened in L.A., but I think they're going to be looking at Frank now, Taylor Decker on the offense, and we'll be happy with that. Um, defense-wise, I have no idea who they like here on the defense, and for us to hang our hat on and say, yeah, you know, Flowers, yeah, he's the guy. You know, if they re-sign O'Quara linebacker-wise, I mean, I guess we could say Jamie Collins, but DB-wise, there ain't nobody back there that I'm hanging my hat on saying, yeah, he's a leader. So I think they're going to have to do some work to find some leaders on that defense that fit the the scheme that Glenn wants to run. But um, I think offense-wise we'll be happy. I think defense-wise, wait and see.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. What would you think? You did the old gimmick, which I hear way too much online, where people are just like, defense, defense. I just need everybody. I need all draft picks and all free agents to be defense. I mean, like what you just said about the offense, does it ever cross your mind that maybe we should just, like, accentuate the foundation on offense and then worry about defense, like, in the future or as it's appropriate, rather than this whole, like, just go get defense now so you can have a middle – or above average offense and, um, and a middle of the road, low end defense, or do you maybe just go crazy offense and then build your defense in the next couple of years?
0: I don't think Dan Campbell seems like the type of coach that just is one of those high flying offensive guys. So I think he, he wants his team to be tough. I'm obviously, you know, dogfight, biting kneecaps, you know, knock <laughs> me down once, knock me, you know, I'm going to get up, not, he's going to take you two hits to do it next time. Then three hits. He wants this defense to be tough, and so I don't think he's looking to put, like, that high-flying, you know, greatest show on turf, New Orleans Saints, you know, Kansas City Chiefs at offense out there. He's looking for teams to, like, really, if they're going to drive, they're going to have to struggle to get down the field against this defense, so I think that's what he's pointing towards.
1: Yeah, we'll see what they do, because... I mean, that always sounds good on paper, but sometimes a smarter move in today's game is to accentuate your positives, try to hide your negatives a little bit and win. you can also win by outscoring people, you don't always have to run the ball 30 times and play defense. I know people love to say that's what wins, but sometimes you can just outscore teams and win that way as well. So I'll be curious to see what he does. I mean, I think you can be tough and be high flying at the same time, but I lean to unfortunately agreeing with you that he probably will try to, uh, Get, get those those knee kneecap biters on defense. I mean, if you're going to say it right, Grifka, get, get the Dan Campbell quotes right. He's going to take a hunk out of you, Grifka, is what he's going to do, okay? <laughs> That's what he's going to do to everybody he goes up against. But uh, we'll we'll see what they do. I think the foundation right now, as I've said before, Okuda on defense, I think you can make him that even though he had a ho home rookie year. I think he's a leader. It's really hard to find other guys on that defense. I mean, the young guys that I put some hope in, like I'd done for other guys that have let me down, is Tracy Austin Bryant, um, the other Okwara brother. You've got, um, you know, got Shelton still inside, which I think has some upside. Trey Flowers, uh, but other than that, you're still looking at lots of holes, especially at corner and safety and edge rush. So I think they got work to do. But then your your leaders on offense are the clear cut skill guys. So I think they got some good things there. Grifka, I love how you'd come around on the offensive line. I mean. Guys, you just hated when we took Frank Ragnow. I mean, you can't, couldn't stand Taylor Decker. You were a ho home on Jonah Jackson, and now you just you you love this offensive line. That 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 brings me happiness.
0: Taylor Decker's improving, and Frank Ragnow. Like I said, I'd be fine with it if he turned into a Nick Mangold type player, and um, I feel that that's what he's doing. So uh,
1: exactly, I mean, would you want Mangold from The guy he was on the Jets. He's What's like no, he's known as like a top three center, if not more than that. He's a he's a Pro Bowler. What more do you want from the guy at this point? I mean, come on, you can't have these uh, all world, all everything guys like you always dream up in your head. Like he's been more than good. Taylor Decker is a, an excellently above average quality left tackle. Like I've been saying forever, and now you sort of see it, which is great. And they need to build on that. But hey, Lions, do me a favor, don't take like a right tackle or a right guard early in the draft because you already got too much invested go get the other positions and find me a gem in the fourth, fifth or sixth round that can play one of those positions and get Hal Vitae, Crosby and whatever other stiff we playing at the other side. And, Give me your two second take on Logan Stenberg we took him in the fourth Round the guy didn't see the field Last year and we were horrible On this team and he still couldn't play Is this guy ever gonna Is he gonna surprise us in 2021 or is This guy just a uh, I don't know I think You call him a trash can out There on the practice field
0: Yeah he's definitely I don't want to say he's Camp fodder because he's obviously gonna get some Play <laughs> because he was a fourth round draft pick but um, You can mark this down he Sucks <laughs>
1: Oh, Grifka! I'm gonna I'm gonna balk at you on that. I saw he recently got engaged. He looked the part to me of an interior offensive lineman. I think you're gonna see your boy. Cool. so we're, Logan when, we're making come a, when Disney's
0: making a feel-good movie, they can uh, they can put him at as the uh, as the guard because that's what he looks like on TV. Not selling <laughs> jeans here, man. We're trying to win football games.
1: Oh my gosh. Everybody's got to be an all pro or Griffka gives them no credit and then they start to play well. And he acts Dude, like that offensive line was terrible
0: and he couldn't even sniff the fake grass at Ford Field. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. So you have no idea what he can do because he wasn't out there. I mean, yeah. that's the positive. I know swing. plenty.
0: The coaches couldn't even want to put him on the field, man. They get a Bushi <laughs> out there. They were looking for cardboard cutouts in the stands, seeing hmm. if they could play.
1: Griffka, can I remind you the name of the show? It's the Detroit Kool Aid Casker. Drink it in, man. Uh... This is right. why we Don't fight act so much. you never had bad Kool Aid that had like not enough sugar in it.
0: And that's, <laughs> that's what's why never, we fight. He just bad Kool Aid.
1: That's why we fight so much on the show because my thought is, hey, <laughs> he he never played, so like he might come out and just be a bulldozer. So your thought? Ah, I didn't play at all. He he sucks. He's he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's that, the show. That's the—that's the show in a nutshell. Everybody, right there. That—that's what's been going on for two years here on the show. All right. We, like I said, we had to go rapid fire. We got—we got more topics. So, Grifka, we're gonna finish out the show on a couple different things. Twenty twenty-one. Are we gonna get back to regular football, regular life? Are we gonna have fans? Am I gonna be able to take off this damn mask? Are we gonna get back to some normalcy, or is this gonna be another year of football and life, where we're just like can't understand how this is still going on in our society
0: i, I sure hope so it's that's not a it's, take it's, yeah it's uh i'm i'm gonna go out and say yes i mean i'll go out and say it i'll say yes that's uh even with like all these various strains that they're finding what's it the south african strain the brazil oh, was it brazilian strain the english strain or whatever that's you know <laughs> supposed to be pretty bad um i think the medical people are getting together they're um That's kind of what the whole world wants to get back to some sort of normalcy. So I think, you know, come that time, this is going to be, I don't want to say eradicated because that's kind of going to be the right word. It's a virus. So it's going to be more under control come summertime and maybe not the first few weeks of the season, but I think at some point they're going to allow, you know, even Detroit's going to allow, you know, half full stadiums. So that's, that's what I think.
1: Griffka, you mentioned strain a few times. This is putting a strain on me personally. I want this strain (laughs) to go away. It's strain is pissing me off. But the fact that you think it's going to be gone, I mean, I might as well play one of your favorite sound bits from your favorite announcers of all time. (laughs) Gosh, I sure hope so. Let's get rid of this. Let's get fans back. Let's get people vaccinated. Let's move forward, please. Please let's get let's get through this, everybody. Um, Okay, a cup. One more quick one. Um, This might not be quick, but let's finish on this. Grifka, give us. I know this is hard for you at times. Give us your best case, off-season scenario. Again, broad strokes. Get the people a little bit hyped. Serve up some of that Kool Aid and cornbread. What's your best case when when free agency's over, the draft is over, you're heading in, you're all hype about us going to the opener at Ford Field? What's that going to look and feel like, in your opinion, here in February?
0: This is going to be a team where we are going to be happy with what they took in the draft. It's going to be some good young talent because we know what they got. The guys leading this organization, they know how to spot talent. And they know how to draft talent. So we're going to be looking forward to see what these guys can do. Gonna have some young, hungry players on it. We are gonna be excited about this team and the direction they're going.
1: Grifka. You did good, buddy. Drink it in, man. Uh... <laughs> I think one, so one too. <laughs> I think we're gonna find some talent. What right? I think we're gonna be able to bring that talent forward and get the best out of it. One I think this team eventually is going to get themselves and us to the pay window. Going to the pay one. <laughs> I think by the end of this one, it's all said and done. And this team's constructed by Brad Holmes, Spielman, Dorsey, the head coach, the coordinators. We got some swagger back. I mean, I think there'll be one thing that all Detroit will be saying. One road one bro- one bro- one bro- one bro- Exactly, Benny Blades. I mean, serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Everybody. There's only one thing left to do, and that's this. Grifka. Do you have anything else for the people?
0: Uh,
1: nope. Everybody, everybody's
0: Everybody's the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, fun with the soundboard this week, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the Lions talk. Uh, Lions are doing big things. I mean, bringing in people, bringing in new blood, getting this team turned around. We know it could go wrong, but we really hope it goes right. So everybody get fired up about this team, free agency, the draft. Um, hopefully a full football season where Ford Field's rocking. That's what we're all hoping for, looking forward to. So everybody drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. We'll be back on Friday talking all things Detroit Lions right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Back the back, Start the plane! This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!